Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Fish on Ahita. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that gets ridiculously excited whenever they see a shelter. DeFi, what's going on in PvP? Uh, that Stardust that we've had lately has been so good. Right. Yeah. Um, just Shelter, Fungus. And Fungus, yeah. And uh, also in the Ultra League draft competition that we've been running on the Pallet Town server, I picked Barbarical as my fourth round pick. So I didn't have a Barbarical. It, like I even I didn't even have one ready to build for Ultra League. So I've, I'm very lucky that Binacle was one of the Pokemon in this event as well because I've been uh, catching every single one of those that I've seen as well. Definitely. It's been a good event. Mm. But we weren't here for the past couple weeks, so we have a lot to catch up on. For Go Battle League for two weeks, uh, two weeks ago we had all the open leagues, Great, Ultra, and Master, as well as Evolution Cup, also known as the Vigoroth meta. Also Dustclops, uh, Golbat, all of those were super popular. I know I ran Evolution Cup. And then this last week I've been running Open Great League, still stuck right around 23 to 2,500. Haven't really had that breakout performance i've also mm-hmm. been really busy though so that doesn't really help i also was playing copycat for a while just trying to figure out what team i wanted and that's never a good way to gain elo or gain mmr by switching teams all the time the best way to do it is to find a team and stick with it yeah because like when you first step into a new team it can take a little bit of time to kind of understand uh, how much extra energy you should build in this matchup and where, like whether you should throw a move against this Pokemon or switch into uh, your other Pokemon and, and uh, take it on with that. Like, for example, I have been playing in the Weather Cup in Ultra League and I'm running Regice as one of my Pokemon, which is a very, very good Pokemon for that cup. The thing with that is that you tend to want to match it against Pokemon when they're on like close to full health. Because if you say, if they switch out into something and uh, like I was running Jellison in the lead, if I threw a Shadow Ball or something and then switched out into the Regice, then that was kind of a waste of energy because a Thunder or a Focus Blast from the Regice would take out the Pokemon from full health anyway, which means I've just used a Shadow Ball unnecessarily. Now, that's something that it took me a few battles to learn. I wouldn't have understood... I didn't understand that when I first used the team. So kind of practicing with the team a little bit, sticking with it for a few sets, helped me to learn the team a lot better. I completely agree with all of that. Sticking with a team 
And also just knowing your Pokemon as well. So knowing your Noctowl, what your Noctowl can take is also very valuable as well. I was watching Tool Butter's stream and the rank, like he was playing Shadow Dragonite and he just knew because his Shadow Dragonite, like he just knew with his Shadow Dragonite, like if it would survive the lead matchup or not, like is with so many pokemon because he just knew it so well and if you have two shadow dragonite the one that has the better iv spread is the one that's gonna survive (laughs) the lead matchup uh just little things like that that you get from repetition we also have this week if you are learning your open great league team we've been in it for three weeks this is the third straight week that open great league has been available we also have master league premiere no mythicals or legendaries But we have so many options now. Master League Premier has become a lot more accessible because so many of these Pokemon have been featured recently. Dragonite, Metagross, Gyarados, Florges, Snorlax are all popular picks. And Swine Up Community Days this weekend. Get your Master League Mamoswine. Just don't have Ancient Power on it because Ancient Power is bad. PSA. Uh, (laughs) Don't use Ancient Power. Yes. Uh, your TV poke top 10 for the Master League premiere are regular and shadow Dragonite, Florges, regular and shadow Snorlax, regular and shadow Gyarados, Garchomp, Metagross, Ursaluna, regular and shadow Mamoswine, which you know you can get for the community day, followed up by Excadrill and Goldango. Goldango is probably the least accessible Pokemon on that list, mm-hmm. uh, needing to be able to connect your uh, Pokemon Go account to the Nintendo Switch, use those golden lures, use those coin bags. Uh, so that's going to take a little bit for some people. I know I do not have a Goldango yet. No, I I think I've got like a coin <laughs> in my bag right I've now. I've got a couple hundred coins. Like I've okay. done a little bit. So how, so- like, quit, how long does it take to farm up the appropriate amount of coins? I mean, a while. <laughs> It takes a long time. Uh, like I've only have a couple hundred, and I've done a couple. Like I've been to a couple golden lure parties. Yep. Okay. So no, no goldango for us this cycle. Maybe in the nope. future. Uh, that, that another good thing about uh, the event that we've been having is the Drillba because Excadrill is such a really, really good Pokemon for Master League. However, I feel like with the changes that Niantic is slowly implementing in XL Candy. I feel like catching is now, like, the least efficient way to gain XLs. Like, I've caught so many Drillba, and my XL Candy count has not gone up that much. Well, are, do you have a Mega Level 3 going while you're doing that catching? Um, no, you're, you're valid point. <laughs> um... I am very, very, very slowly starting to mega stuff. I um I finally caught on to the idea of of uh, megaing and how it all works. About I don't know five months after everyone else started doing it, it's really good. So during, for example, during Community Day, having a ground type Pokemon or an ice type Pokemon mega evolved while you're catching Swinub is going to get you all of those XL candy. I make sure Mm. during spotlight hours or if I'm out just during this event and let's say I want to focus on Whalmer candy, I'll have a water type mega three available Mm. or at least one, a water mega that as far as I've gotten it, maybe not three, but at least two uh, is still pretty helpful. 
But if I understand right, it can take like months to get a Pokemon to Mega Three, right? Um, not necessarily. It de- well, it depends on how much candy you have, or not candy, Mega Energy. Energy. So, for example, I have a ton of Beedrill Mega Energy because you can get it from spinning gyms. Mm-hmm. Is one way to get it, and from tasks. So I have a bunch and you can reset your pokemon for free once a week but i have 1400 beedrill mega energy so i can just like i could do it every Mm. day for a while if i wanted to yeah uh i think i'd have to find a pokemon that i've only mega a couple times i think like my groudon um you have to mega it 28 times so if you have for example a ton of primal groudon energy you could do that in a month mm-hmm. but if you don't then you have to wait for it to reset and then that can take time i have also picked as one of my ultra league draft pokemon mega blaziken so um i've had to mega evolve that for the first time and now i'm gonna be in this weird state of flux where I'm going to have to like ma- manage whatever Blaziken Mega Energy I do have so that I can have it ready for whatever battles I might have in this tournament. It's um 3 days per round and it's a Pokémon that I haven't Mega evolved before, so it's level 1, so it's a week per regeneration. Yeah, that's not great. It's it's tough, yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be a challenge. I would walk it. I would make that my buddy. Because when you walk Mega Pokemon, once you've Mega Evolved it at least one time, mm-hmm. then you can get Mega Energy from walking it. Solid strategy. However, um, I also drafted Venusaur as my round two pick, and I realized that I had a Shadow Venusaur built, but not a regular Venusaur, and no candy for that. So I'm kind of prioritizing the Venusaur now. <laughs> I've gotten myself into a very difficult situation, DeFi. Sounds like you're in a pickle. It's, uh, I think I went into this thing going draft first, think later. That's that's an interesting <laughs> strategy, and we're we're really seeing how that is panning out for you. Bring it on! <laughs> I'm not even in the tournament, so I can make fun all I want. Uh, moving right along, May third to May tenth, we have Open Ultra League and the Little Cup. I feel like we just had Little Cup, so I don't think our listeners who've been listening need too much of a reminder. But this is a Bronzor meta. XL bronze or it's really expensive, but if you have it, that's what you're going to see. Pokemon must be at or below 500 CP to enter. Only Pokemon that are able to evolve and have not yet even evolved, not even once, are eligible. Your PV Poke Top 10, it's XL Bronzor. You really don't need to see anything after that. But just for to, for the sake of being thorough, XL Wynut, Shadow and Regular Ducklet, Shelmet, Shadow and Regular Wooper, Dino, Alolan Vulpix, XL Galarian Zigzagoon, Shadow, Nidoran Female, and Jangmoo probably i'm going to avoid that that might actually be one of my weeks off because i don't really have a lot of xl pokemon for open ultra league either no like legendaries or anything to use i'm I'm sure open ultra league i think is a little bit easier to put together a non-xl team than well i mean of of course than open master league because you have to have xls for for open master league now but um i think there are options around for open ultra league all right, let's take a look. PV Poke Top 10. Uh, Registeel XL, I don't have one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a Chrysalia for Ultra League. I do I do have a Chrysalia built, so I could use a okay. Chrysalia. Um, I do have a Pidgeot built. Uh, oh, my go. my Hundo best buddy that I use for Mega Evolving. Uh, so Registeel is both Shadow and Regular. Reggie Rock, mm-hmm. I d- definitely don't have built. Kabalion, mm-hmm. I don't have built. Steelix. Could, could you build one, though? Like, if you were inclined to spend the resources, do you have the candy in Stardust to be able to build it? Um, I I don't have any Reggie Rock candy because I don't particularly like that. I would have to put a bunch of rare candy into it. Mm-hmm. Because I, re- I really legitimately don't have any Reggie Rock candy. Yeah. I've never bothered to catch very many. <laughs> I think I caught, I have two 98s and I kind of said, well, okay. That'll do. That'll do. Um, Cabalion? I don't think I have one that I would want to put the resources in, but okay. I have Cabalion. Um, yeah. Like I have a couple shinies. Uh, Again, I would have to dump a bunch of rare candy in it because I legitimately don't have any candy for Cabalion, mm-hmm. but that's a thing. Steelix, I have not built. Steelix, you could use the XL or the regular. Uh, you would want a hundo, or maybe not a hundo. I think you could. I think you could use a hundo, but I think you yeah. want traditional IVs for that. I don't have one of those built um giratina altered i don't have one built but i probably could xl trevenant i think i might have that not like very good yeah it's Mm -hmm. like a lucky one but it's it exists it's there you can definitely have uh a a lower stat product trevenant because um i think uh it's it only you only need to get get it to like level 42 as it is or something like that 43 maybe and uh, we all knew how good it was back when Ultra League Classic was a thing as a hundo. So, I th- like, if if you wanted to, I think Trevenant, you could build that lucky one. Yep, and yep, I have. That's the one I have. Uh, would be a lucky one. Swampert, yeah. both the Shadow and the regular. Uh, I believe I have. Yes, I have an Ultra League Swampert mm-hmm. built. So that's an option. Verizian. Again, not sure if I have. That's not a Pokemon I've ever really gone out and raided very much for. But, oh, I have one. I, I got it in <laughs> from Caleb Pang. I do have one. Nice. So I could be, I could use that. And then last one, Gliscor. I do not have a Ultra League Gliscor built. That feels like it would be expensive, but I don't think it is. Uh, I think that one's slightly XL. Let me check. Level forty point five is there the rank go. one. So you could build one pretty much right to forty. So yeah. not XL, but still kind of like an expensive pick. Uh, for Ultra League, then you've got some things like Guzzlord, Aurorus, Buzzwool, Tapu Fini, always a favorite. So yeah, I would agree. Open Ultra, you don't need as many XL Pokemon. So maybe. I'm a little more open to trying a few sets of Open Ultra League. Little Cup, no thank you. No. (laughs) Open Ultra League, maybe. And then if I like it, I can continue it into the next week, May 10th to May 17th, as well as the Great League Sunshine Cup. That is going to be normal fire, grass, and ground type Pokemon eligible, but Charizard is banned because it would destroy everything. Poor Zod. (laughs) I mean, it's been the favorite. It's been one of the golden child golden children of pokemon for quite some time Mm, so i think i think it's fine 
<laughs> it can it can sit on the bench for one week. Yes. So that's GBL. Let's move on. It's Sylph. Sylph uh, Polka Dot Cup has been happening during the month of April, and it is likely wrapped up by the time this podcast comes out. DeFi, how did your Polka Dot Cup go? So my Polka Dot Cup did not go very well at all. <laughs> I had fun. I had a lot of fun with my team. I really liked my team. I had a good time, but I just in the mega, the five round tournament I did, I went one and four and just it didn't go well for me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I did do pretty well though in a couple other tournaments. I have two rounds left to go, so it'll be 18 rounds total for the Polka Dot Cup. Currently I'm nine and seven, so I'm at the very worst, I'll have a 50% win rate, which is not it could be worse. It could be worse than going 50%. Yeah. But I think because I was determined to stay with one team, I didn't like switch my team out once I joined a tournament. Like my first tournament, these are my six and I'm doing it like that every time. I wish I had gone jump pluff instead of superior. Superior is interesting and frenzy plant hits like a truck, but I was really missing jump pluff. I wish mm. I would have picked that as my grass type instead. Don fan was the MVP. I am glad, though, I picked Oranguru over Swoobat. I think Oranguru has a little bit more bulk to it. And I really like that it had a dark type charge move to be able to hit back against Swoobat or any mm. other like um, or anything else for a dark type move as well as psychic. Mo yeah, most of my team I really, really liked. Superior, I think, was my weak link. Yeah, okay, fair enough. How about you? Yeah, mine was a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Worse than mine? I think, I didn't actually count it up, but I think I did get above a 50% win rate. Um, I, again, same as last month, I didn't put the research and practice in like I was at the beginning of the season. And so... I put together a team that on paper looked pretty good. And then in practice, it just, it had so many holes. Um, it was really susceptible to fast move pressure. So I had multiple times throughout the month where I was just swept zero three, not, not being able to do anything about it because uh, my opponent would say, have an Orangaroo and just sit there confusioning everything down. Like uh, uh, shield, shield, shield one thing, shield the second thing, maybe let a, a charge move through. And then like, before I know it, I've got like one and a bit Pokemon left and they st I still haven't seen their second and third Pokemon. Um, so yeah, it was confusion users were really difficult to navigate and every team had a confusion user. Beedrill was incredibly difficult um, which no, wasn't as popular, but it, it was there. And like the, the people I was facing, most of them were good enough to recognize what the holes were. Um, so like if, if they had a B draw on their team guaranteed, I was seeing it at least two of the three battles. <laughs> um, I did have a couple of unusual move sets, which I thought like I was happy with the decision for the most part. So, um, normal cast form, I was running normal weather ball instead of energy ball, which makes Samurott a little bit harder, but uh, allows you to beat uh, Nidoking 
And there was one other important matchup that uh, that normal weather ball is really good. I think like the confusion users, um, you do better with normal weather ball. And I also had bug bite on charger bug. Yeah, that's different. Most of mine were running spark that I saw. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was the only person I knew that was running bug bite. Oh, I had a reason for that too, <laughs> but I've forgotten what it was. It was definitely a lot better against the the ground types. So, so like uh, Don only- fan. Yeah, Don Fan in particular. So it beats Don Fan with Bug Bite. Um, also, you know, able to farm down the Confusion users and come out with a bunch of energy. Uh, but again, a bit susceptible to, you know, the, the combination of Confusion and Psychic Fangs. So you couldn't farm it down too much because then you'd come out with like a double debuffed defense and like in the red. So you wouldn't be able to do much with that energy anyway. But I, I did overall like Bug Bite on Charger Bug. Hey all, this is post-production Fish here, um, Fish on a Heater's older brother from the future, um, cutting in because we are about to talk about the GoCast podcast Polkadot Cup tournament, and DeFi says that the winner was Triptando, and that is actually not the case, we discovered after recording, so we want to give due recognition to CamoMcGee08, who won another uh, GoCast podcast tournament. I also want to, I noticed again during post-production that uh, ZT Smith has hit ace on the Sylph rankings, which we didn't mention during the regular recording as well. So shout outs to both of those players. But for now, we will hear a bit about Triptando's team. Well, both of us kind of had problems with our team. Let's talk about some other people's teams. In the GoCast podcast tournament, we have our winner, and it is Triptondo. Triptondo, I think the spiciest pick that he brought would definitely be that Dustox. 1,400 CP. Mm-hmm. Dustox for a confusion user. So that was very cool to see, along with Dugong, Jump Pluff, Normal Cast Form, Samurott, and that Charge Bug. So definitely a bulky team with, you know, Dugong, Jump Pluff, Charge Bug. Dustox has a little bit of bulk to it because uh, it's just so high level at level 50. Uh, and normal cast form, obviously, as well. So congratulations to Triptondo. It was a fun tournament. 17 participants, five rounds. So again, congratulations. We also had a lot of fun spice picks. ZT Smith running an all-normal team with normal cast form, obviously, Lit Leo, Wigglytuff, Orangaroo, Giraffe Rig, and Ursa Luna. So my Don fan had a good time. Had a good time. <laughs> against that team mm. uh yeah two confusion uses for me though <laughs> yeah that's mm-hmm. rough for you but yeah uh, a couple other picks i just want to shout out before we get into the true team that we are going to be discussing uh there's one that really just stands out when you look at the tournament list but a couple other pokemon to mention uh we mentioned dark ice's low punny which very very fun pick i also see an araquanid in here a couple of them have powered on a bear tick also on dark ice's team so very fun pokemon to look at but there is one team and we have to mention it <laughs> kuwaid ran an all ev evolution team Leafeon, Sylveon, Glaceon, Vaporeon, Flareon, and Espeon. 
every single one of them were eligible. And a lot of, quite a few have like Sylveon has a lot of play uh, as a Pokemon. Espeon can be used in certain metas. Uh, Vaporeon, remember, had a good time in Ferocious Cup way back in the day. So very interesting picks and very cool team. Yeah, and they got a 3-2 with the team, which is, like, so well done. I, I don't even know, like, how to comment on the team. Like, uh, Leafeon, I guess, uh, would probably be running Razor Leaf, which would be good against, like, a Don fan or something. Sylveon could be running Quick Attack or Charm. Glaceon is running all ice moves except for Scold? Is that its ch- coverage? Well, I mean, no, Vaporeon has Scold, doesn't it? Uh... No, Glaceon got scold for a community day, I'm pretty sure. Or, or just last resort. Um, yeah, Flareon with Superpower. Vaporeon is one that's actually, like, it's a reasonably meta pick. And Espeon as well with Confusion Shadow Ball. So those those two are, like, not super surprising. Well done, Kuwait. For, um, for the record, Glaceon, Water Pulse. Ah, uh, Water Pulse. Got. That was, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. So you're better off running all ice. Yeah. Or last resort. Yeah, yeah. Um, also want to give a shout out to Mr. East Coasting, who it was their first uh, ever Sylph tournament. And Maxitron, it was their first tournament since season two, as far as I could tell. So been a long time between drinks for Maxitron and yeah, Mr. East Coasting. Uh, I battled against Mr. East Coasting and he said it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that he had fun and I hope to see him back next week. Next, I played Mr. East Coasting too. So, yeah, that's right. He got both of the, the hosts. I don't know if that's good or bad for it. Like, I don't know if he'll be enjoying that or being like, oh, FML. <laughs> well, it was fun. I enjoyed our battles quite a bit. So they were memorable. They were good. It was yeah. a good time. Uh, and again, we really encourage people to join the tournaments. They're really fun. It's fun to do different metas than what's in the Go Battle League. Uh, show six pick three is just, it's fun. It's different. It's a different way to use your brain in PvP. So be sure that you join the GoCast patron Discord. Uh, it's a dollar a month to be able to join. Come on in and try it out. So with that established, we have a third wave DeFi. The next two cups have been announced, and it is the Arcana or Arcana? Arcana? Arcana Cup and the Innocent Cup. The Arcana Cup you will probably recognize because it has been the cup used in one of the field metas for factions in this cup you will assemble team with only ghost grass psychic and rock type pokemon gyarados scyther vespaquin and honchkrow are also allowed bands include all electric fairy ice and normal types additionally galarian articuno bastiodon probopass regirock sableye trevenant and tropius are banned so banning some of those really popular picks so makes shakes up the meta a little bit Fish, what have you done your Arcana Cup deep dive? So when the field first came out, myself and a friend of the show, Lyle Jeffs, we did a complete breakdown on the Town PvP YouTube and Twitch channels. Uh, I never did a TLDR five-minute version. So I have now recorded one of those. I had to re-watch 
what I had talked about in the long version to get an understanding because like I haven't been playing Arcana Cup in factions so I, I wasn't sure about it so I had to kind of refresh myself here's what I've come up with the cup is built around three Pokemon essentially which is Pelipper, Cofagrigus and Shiftry. Pelipper being the absolute best because there's just no hard counters to it that like nothing there is nothing that you can bring to the meta that will completely annihilate a Pelipper. Cofagrigus which it does have pretty hard counters, uh, so it's not quite as good as Pelipper, but still, like, very safe to run. There's very few dark types and uh, no normal types to speak of. And Shiftry, uh, mainly because of the presence of Cofagrigus, but it also has plenty of other play against so many other things as well. Pretty glassy, but can absolutely do some damage uh, whether you run Shadow or Regular. There are a lot of really viable grass types. Like, that is the most common type in the cup. So things like Jumpluff, uh, Shiftry, like we mentioned, Gorgeist, Ferrothorn, I actually really like, Lorantis with Leaf Blade and Superpower, because interestingly, there are a few things that are weak to fighting damage just because of their secondary typings. So Lorantis could be a nice little core breaker to a few things. Cradilly. Venusaur and Superior, and uh, I also saw someone using a Meganium in a practice tournament as well, so all of those grass Pokemon could be viable, and the fire types that are eligible in this cup are kind of scared of the Pelipper. So grass plus Pelipper, fantastic core, worth considering. Then you've got your ghost types, which the top-ranked one is actually Gengar, like Cofagrigus is probably preferred because of the bulk, but Gengar and Haunter can absolutely apply some shield pressure, some really nice shield pressure against your opponent. Uh, Haunter has access to Ice Punch, which means that it can threaten back the shift trees that a lot of people will be running, which Gengar, I mean, Gengar has Sludge Bomb, but it takes a lot longer for a Gengar to get to Sludge Bomb than it takes Haunter to get to Ice Punch. You've got Runagrigus, which actually has win conditions against Pelipper, despite being a ground type. Uh, you've got Alolan Marowak, you've got Driftblim, and Dusclops as well. They're all there. You've got fighters such as Metacham and Defense Deoxys, uh, which Defense Deoxys is one of the few things that uh, takes care of Pelipper fairly easily with um, you can run either Rock Slide or Thunderbolt as the second charge move, and then there's, of course, Psycho Boost. Sudowoodo as well is worth a look because that uh, Rock Slide damage can also take out a Pelipper, and you could run Rock Throw instead of Counter as the fast move on that. And then finally, some, like, miscellaneous picks. I, I really want to run Mew in my team uh, because the Wild Charge is also another thing that can threaten a Pelipper. But I think you would have to kind of run Flame Charge as your second move, otherwise Shift Tree is too much of a problem. Um, and then, like, the matchup against Ghosts is a little bit difficult. I mean, you could maybe run Dark Pulse as another move as well. Like, it's, you know, Mew. You, you know what Mew's like. The uh, the options are endless. Tyrant. Tyrant is uh, one that I would really like to run as well, but for that one, I, I don't personally have enough candy for it, and I'm too busy walking my Venusaur and my Blaziken, so <laughs> I, I probably won't be able to run Tyrant this month, but Tyrant is a very great generalist. It 
uh, isn't resisted by much, the Dragon Tail, Dragon Claw, and Ancient Power, and it is a reasonably nice counter to um, Pelipper. It's resisting the Wing Attacks, and the Weather Balls are neutral against it. Probably the only other one I'm looking at is Gyarados. Um, Gyarados with, again, the Dragon Damage, which is not really resisted by anything. Crunch and Aquatail, reasonably nice coverage. Um, it can beat a Pelipper. Uh, just watch out for those hurricanes, and yeah, that's that's our kind of cup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that explanation and deep dive. Uh, for you are now the Arcana Cup expert. Yeah, now, I won't lose. At, like I won't <laughs> lose all month. All right. Uh, personally, I am really bad at team building. I wouldn't say really bad, but it is not one of my strengths. I tend to, you know, pillage a little bit. I look at what other <laughs> people have run. And what's kind of nice about the fact that this is has been a Factions Cup meta is I can just go to the North American Emerald cycle page and I can take a look at what people have been running in Arcana this month. So, for example, in Stadium Elite, what has rise to occasion? Or actually, I think it's going to be Magic Mason. Uh, for Arcana, like what did they run? <laughs> what did Elam run? What uh, so? Or I could look at a different team, like the Cool Cats, and look at what uh, Polymers up ran for Arcana. So just you know, it's it's an option for people like me who maybe struggle to build a team. You can take a look, take a peek at what's worked for other people. Then we've got the Innocent Cup, and we won't go as deep into that uh, when we when I say we, I mean I. I won't go as deep into that one, but just to give you a quick rundown, we've got Dragon, Fairy, Flying, Psychic, and Water types with Arbok, Dragauji, Garbodor, and Swalot included, and Ice, Fire, Poison, Steel, and Shadows all banned. Also on the ban list are Otaria, Galarian Articuno, Cresselia, Horlucha, Lantern, Mandibuzz, Mantine, Mew, Galarian Moltres, Noctowl, Pelipper, Pidgeot, and Galarian Zapdos. So all the Galarian birds and a few uh, really top-tier picks like a Lantern, like a Noctowl. Um, and then a, a lot of those other top-tier picks are not eligible just because of the typings anyway. So uh, we'll deep dive more on that one as it gets closer to June. For now, we got Arcana to worry about. Yes. So very interested to see how the, that Arcana meta shakes out, if it's going to be very different than how people ran it in factions. Maybe things will change. Maybe certain things will become more or less popular. We'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, play Pokemon. We missed the EUIC recap, so I think we should at least discuss it briefly. We have a new EUIC champion with Tauntaun Batus uh, winning with Shadow Dragonair taking a page out of Zardi's playbook. Also Shadow Charizard and Shadow Alolan Ninetales. Additionally, Registeel, Metacham, and Lickitung were on his team. If you take a look at the bracket for EUIC, and they did the same kind of thing like we mentioned at that they did at OCIC, where they played the whole tournament, which was 256 players, and played it all the way down to the top three on the first day. 
So if we take a look at the um, Tauntaun Batus, once he got to that top 16, beat Scafo 99, beat Nezabethan, um, both of those were two to one, beat Statistan three to two in the winner's semifinals, then goes on to the grand finals and sweeps Nezabethan, who came back up from the loser side of the ba- bracket, having defeated both Vani and WTM Go. But Tauntaun Batus, 3-0, <laughs> quick victory, and goes on to get his invite to mm. Worlds in Yokohama this summer. Yeah, I was able to see those battles. Um, good time for me. Uh, very hype. Top quality, top casting, top production. Uh, they, they do a good job with these. Yes, I was really excited to see people who live in and around Europe. So people who live in that region like Psionic, like uh, Lundberger, like Nim, being able to cast in that tournament in addition to Caleb and Speedius Chief. The whole team did a really great job. Uh, taking a look at the rest of the teams from EUIC, I think we saw a lot of the standard meta. Uh, throughout nothing too crazy but you know we see we see a dunsparce in there from status and gotta be gotta do it bonnie bringing that obstagoon we saw wtm go shadow canto nine tails um dane www shadow alolan sand slash shadow alolan sand slash uh, so very interesting. WTM Go also bringing a double Skarmory Altaria. So nothing crazy in terms of picks, but fun, like slightly off meta picks that were really interesting and entertaining to watch. So this was just a ton of very talented battlers here at EUIC. And it's making me more excited for NAIC coming up in June, uh, end of June, yeah. early July. It's approaching. Are you Are you playing? Yeah, I plan to participate uh, and battle. And if I get O2'd right away, that's fine. I'm mostly going for the social experience, but I plan on competing, yes. And I'll take it seriously. I'll take it seriously, but I'm not setting my um, expectations too high. How many How many women have qualified for Worlds so far? Hoff and Bird Power. Is, is it, you, need, you, need a, you need to represent... <laughs> I do. That's why I said I'm not going to like completely blow it off. I'm just, yeah, yeah. No, if I don't qualify for Worlds at NAIC, I'm not going to be heartbroken. Yeah, uh, sure, I'm just sure. going to go and do my best and have, I'm more there to have fun. Yeah, sure. sure. So we've got upcoming Portland, Oregon is happening on May the 5th to 7th. 47 registered for that. Sao Paulo, Brazil is happening 6th to 7th of May. And 157 are registered for that. Hartford in Connecticut is May 19th to 21st, 146 registered Ooh, for that. Ooh, I've got an update. That's Ooh, 162 yes. now. 162. Let's go. Um, which, would that be the highest American to date? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, then Malamo, Sweden is May 20 to 21, 49 registered for that. Then we have on June 2 to 4, it is Mega Weekend with Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Torino, Italia, and Santiago in Chile. Registration is currently open for Milwaukee. I don't know about the other two yet, Deepak. 
Um, we haven't heard from Santiago or Torino. Uh, so I believe we are still waiting on registration links for both of those. But Milwaukee is open. Go ahead and register for that one. So that's our play Pokemon section. Good luck if you are planning to snap up one of those last remaining invites to the World Championships. Let's move on. We have a couple of mails coming in for our mailbag. DeFi, the first one is from Bewhiskered Beard. And he's asking about IV training. He writes, Hi, Fish and DeFi. Just a question I want to put to you both. In regards to alterations in the game, would IV training break the game? Obviously, there would have to be some limitations that would need to be added, but imagine if you could turn that 15, 15, 14 shiny into a shundo. Possibly, possible implements such as IV points that could be collected through raids, battles, or even PvP. The points could either be a positive or a negative point, as well as attack stamina and defense points. These would be very rare points. You could even dilute down the point, so 10 points equals one IV point. Big fan of the pod and always listening on my morning or afternoon commute. Thanks. Be whiskered beard. Uh, Bewhiskered Beard, I agree with you. It would need to be incredibly, incredibly rare. And here's why. Niantic's vision, their mission that they are, that the hill that they are going to die on, their <laughs> mission is they want you to get outside and play and catch Pokemon. If I can not do that and just change the Pokemon I already have, that goes against their vision. Now, if the points were super rare and you had to do a lot of going out and playing to get those points and it was tied to walking or tied to catching and it was really difficult, then maybe I could see it. But it would have to be incredibly rare. Maybe. Um, I don't think there's anything in the game at the moment that... Um that activates if you're above a certain speed i'm thinking like if you were to like go running with your buddy like uh feed feed your buddy three berries like bring it out onto the overworld map and then go for a run then like that would be kind of the, an equivalent of training with your buddy and that might be a, a thematic way to raise an iv point but then i could just get in my car and do it yeah, I mean, there's ways to, to you could also buy a phone rocker. <laughs> like, there, there's ways to circumvent, like, a lot of the mechanics of the game. Uh, but, I mean, I think the idea is still still revel relevant. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe a Pokemon that you're best buddies with already. Like, so it would yeah. have to be something really difficult. And mm. I don't even know, like, you're, it would have to be your best buddy and something else needs to happen. It would yeah. have to be... In order for Niantic to go for it and for it to not break the game, it would have to be like, this is something you could only do to one or two Pokemon in a year. <laughs> like, this is going to yeah. be very rare. Um, it would also, um, like, kind of eliminate the need to hunt for the right IVs. Like, you could just catch a, a Pokemon and then just train that up to a hundo and you wouldn't need to keep on catching that Pokemon. If, if that's your goal is to, to get the hundo or the shundo, like you, you could stop after your first catch of that Pokemon and just train from there. Yeah. I'm looking at some of my all not quite shundos right now. I've got a 98 shiny Gyarados, 98 shiny, uh, altered like Giratina with legs. 
uh, Leggy Giratina, 98 Shiny Raikou, um, Blaziken, Reggie Gigas. Like, mm. I've got some really Heatran. Like, I got some cool 98% shinies. Mm. It would be really nice to be able to just bump that up a little <laughs> bit. Just Dial it up. Uh, just a little just, bit. Just a touch. <laughs> uh, would be really, really nice. But definitely, I think the concern about game breaking and also it would have to align with Niantic's core values as mm. well. But thank you yeah. so much for the email. We Fish, we have another one from Eric or Muby2. And they are writing to us about uh, a hundo Canto Sandshrew. They say, hi, Fish and DeFi. A little while ago, you guys were discussing a hundo Sandshrew that one of you had and how at level 50 and best buddy, it could be a fun, spicy pick for Great League. I recently acquired a hundo Canto Shrew myself and have been grinding the XLs nearly there. I just saw on PB Poke that it's ranked at 631 though. Its score is 65.3. Is this too low to be usable? What team would you suggest I pair it with to get the best outcome? I haven't spent the Stardust yet. Still trying to work out if it's worth it. I was thinking Sandshrew with Metacham Safe Swap and a Lolan Ninetales Closer. What do you think? Great league regards, Eric. Hey, Eric. Uh, So just to clarify that first point, I have a hundo best buddy ready to, I can push the button right now and make it level 50, Alolan Sandshrew, mm. which actually does pretty well in open Great League. The shadow version, especially with Shadow Claw, uh, Ice Punch, and Bulldoze, or I'm not, I'm sorry, that's the Sand Slash, which is also quite good. Good. Uh, yeah. The Sand Slash is bet. The Sand Slash is actually very good in open Great League. The Sand Shrew would be like the second best thing, both the Shadow and the regular. That runs Powder Snow, Night Slash, and Blizzard. And that's the one that I have ready to go. Can't The next down would be Kanto Sand Slash with Mudshot, Night Slash, Earthquake. And then finally, not getting nearly as much love, is regular Kanto Sand Shrew XL. Um... And it would just have a tough time. Has Mudshot, Rockslide, and Sand Tomb. So not a terrible move set, but just I don't think it has the right stats. And yeah. you'd lose to the wrong things. Uh, Fish, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I mean, well, the good news is that you haven't spent the Stardust on it yet, and that candy that you've amassed can go towards an Alolan Sandshrew or Sandslash if you happen to get a good one of those. I did look up the uh, team of Sandshrew, Kanto Sandshrew, Metacham, and Alolan Ninetales, and before I've even looked at the threats, Trevenant in the lead would give you a really, really hard time. Uh, now looking down, we've got uh, Jellicent is the other ghost, which would give you massive, massive trouble. It would beat the Alolan Ninetales as well as the other two. Uh, an opposing Alolan Ninetales is an issue. Now, okay. This is probably not the fault of Metacham or Ninetales. This is just kind of sand true that the the other two are having to kind of carry on their backs. So um, what could you have as a team around that sand true? Do you have any thoughts, Steve? Um, I was going to go in a different direction oh, and yeah. look at the Ultra League because in the Ultra League, ah. both, 
both Sand Slashes have a little bit of play in the Ultra League and fare quite a bit better. Uh, I would guess Ultra Premier, uh, they would fare even better than that, uh, what they would fare in Open. But Alolan Sand Slash in Open Ultra gets to level 49, level 50, depending on the IVs. And that has some picks up some really nice wins, beats Trevenant, Giratina, Altered, Pidgeot, Cresselia. Uh, you're going to lose to a lot of your water type Pokemon. Also, Charizard would be a big problem, but that's a lot more viable. Or you could do Kanto with that Night Slash Earthquake, and you would have a different set of wins. Can actually beat a Swampert uh, XL. You wouldn't use the Hundo, you would use like a zero like 1415 kind of situation or a 21415 I think is the current rank one but that's you know got a little bit of play as well so if you if you have a bunch of XL candy that's another option also worth noting night slash is the community day move as well so um you might need an elite tm or wait until uh was that was that this year sans true no that was last year wasn't it uh, I do not know, and I could not tell you. <laughs> um, so you might need an Elite TM for, if you want to use Night Slash, but then there is also Rock Tomb and Earthquake, but you you do kind of need a very low energy move for baiting as well. So yeah, Night Slash pretty important on a Kanto Sand Slash. And then Fish, going back to your other point about, so you want to run a Metacham and an Alolan Ninetales, and you were asking what could you put in that team to make it to make it work better is that was that the question yes in place of a sand true so sorry instead of so like if you if you're set on running a canto sand true what would you put with it oh that i don't know i was gonna say (laughs) if you want to do metacham and alola ninetales together uh there's plenty of options for what you could run with that but if you were set on a canto sand true i don't know i just i can't put my stamp of approval on the Kanto Sandshrew in Open Great League. Maybe there will be a weird restricted meta that it'll work in, but not in Open. It gets Hydro Cannon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's weak to your waters, your ices, and your grasses. So, um, yeah, Dragon would cover water and grass but it would obviously lose to your ice unless you're running like kingdra but then like you're not as solid against your grass types and kingdra is not particularly great for for great league anyway um uh maybe a a pelipper would be a reasonable pair for it yeah that would check all the boxes Mm. Um, but then you've got to have something against opposing kingdra lantern um but then you're double weak to grass very weak to grass um galarian stunfisk galarian stunfisk okay so uh, like double ground double ground yeah pelipper double ground i could see it i still yeah. don't think i th- I still think the sandshrew would be the weak link in that occasion but mm. um i think there are better ways to utilize your stardust and that xl candy but for some people they just want to you know, win with their favorites. They want to play using their favorite Pokemon. Yeah. And if you're set on it, do it. Uh, I just, I would recommend some, trying some other things first. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So that's it. That's it for the mailbag. We are on to our shameless plugs now, and we want to give a shout out to some people who have hit achievements in both the Palatown and the GoCast Discord servers. So in Palatown, we have Basher Ball God has hit expert. Cloudy Lee 99 has hit 10,000 wins overall. Alpha 6 has scored 100,000 catches, and Smeagy has hit legend. Well done to them. Also in the GoCast server, Triptando and Jay Engineer during EUIC, they entered a side event and got into the top eight in that side event, which is very impressive. There are a lot of people who play those side events. Well, <laughs> in in other countries anyway, in in uh, the Australian ones that I've been to, <laughs> there's very few people <laughs> that play them. But um, but they showed us the list of competitors who were playing this side event and it was a mile long and they both did very well in this one. Yeah. So congratulations to everyone there. Remember, if you want to get shouted out, you can join the GoCast patron server or you can join Pallet Town server as well. We shout out from there. And those, uh, the link for Pallet Town is under Fish's links in the show notes. Uh, I have something quick to plug. Battle Cats podcast is a podcast with the two of the North American Pokemon Go shoutcasters, Caleb Pang and Speediest Chief. Zionic started the podcast with Caleb uh, and then what decided to focus on other things. Speediest Chief came in and they've been putting out pretty consistent content. And I was the guest on their 96th episode. We talk about a lot of fun stuff. If you want to know more about me, kind of my origins with Pokemon, with Pokemon Go, with PvP, we talk about girls at PvP, we talk about um, Niantic and Pokemon Go a little bit, and we also drop some interesting facts about the mating habits of anglerfish. As most good Pokemon Go PvP podcasts do. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually woke up uh, this morning to a notification uh, saying, you know, Battle Cats with DeFi 250. And I was like, I my listening habits are generally like, I'll listen to a whole bunch of Pokemon podcasts uh, like over a few weeks and then I'll just need a break for a while so I won't listen to a bunch for a few weeks. And then I'll be back on the wagon and I'll, I'll listen to everything again. Uh, currently in an off period, but I saw that and I'm like, well, I guess, guess I'm on again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening uh, one to that. question. I, I, you definitely have to because <laughs> we talked a little bit about the community of when you were playing OCIC mm -hmm. and Chris and I were so excited. Chris was in Vegas and I was at home and just how excited we were getting to watch you on stream. So yeah, that's one yeah. topic of conversation that came up on that podcast as well. Yeah, uh, very keen to listen to it. I do really enjoy their podcast. They're, they're, they've got a really fun relationship, Caleb and Speedy. Yes. Uh, they are they are two very great guys, very genuine, mm. uh, like kind of what you see, like their personalities uh, casting is pretty much what you get when you meet them. Maybe maybe they're not quite as clean and crisp and professional, but that's they're very genuine. They're very authentic. <laughs> authentic is the word I want, I think. Yeah, authentic's a good word for it. So that's it for the show. Another one in the can. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi to address, then you can direct that to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. You can take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address. 
And in the show description, you can also click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to other projects and ways to contact us. And I'm, I'm bringing this back again, DeFi. Oh no. May the leads be forever in your favor. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs>